0: The single mother of three. I know how it looks But please don't condemn me I need you to reach me Will you pray for me? Will you speak to me? Remove my compassion for me Help me, I'm falling Does anybody Hear me calling now, I'm calling out for help. For help. I'm in, in too deep to save myself. Right, save myself. Right, need someone to help me. shop. I know I seem fine, fine that's but really I'm not. My life is, is crashing. crashing. I'm the city you drive through i your way to work. Can't you hear my streets crying,
1: for of pain and hurt?
0: Send me a preacher. There's not, not much time help me I'm falling. To somebody Hear me calling out I'm calling
1: to you, Jesus I'm calling, I'm calling out you for help I need you, I need you, I need you I'm in too deep
0: to Save myself right Save myself right Oh, me. Will you pray for me? Intercede for me? Yes, 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 yes,
1: the faithful
0: saints. Reach down for me, be not there for me. Reach it straight to me, show my blood to me. For me, save our city streets. We need a hero. Help me, I'm falling. Does anybody hear me calling? I'm calling out for help. I need to save myself. I say myself. I need someone to help me.
1: and make it a call upon jesus thank you god for all that you have done god such my brothers and sisters god let your holy ghost wash over me No god hallelujah edify me though god such me tonight god i love you jesus i love you jesus Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah
0: You ask me how it is I'm still standing You wonder how I made it through Oh, I can't boast of any special so powers
2: There's no me. secret
0: I, I just held And I held on Till the, storm. Till the sun was oh, over all the answers. I don't no. have all the answers. answers. I, I, I held, held. So till the storm was over. Not because, not because I'm great, not because, not, not because I'm good, not because I'm strong. I held, I held. Cause I'm great Cause I'm great Cause I'm, great. Not because Not because I'm
1: Jesus, There is power. chain, every chain, every chain, every chain, break every chain of addiction, break every, every chain, addiction. every struggle, every battle, every circumstance.
0: There is power.
1: The power. Come on, the only the name saving name of Jesus. Of
0: Jesus. Jesus. Yes, on, yes, yes. The there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. There is power. Key, break every chain break every chain break every chain come on say to me, break every chain break, break every chain break every chain there's an
1: army rising up yes
3: there is there's an army up. You're part of
1: that army. is a scene of God. <laughs> There's an, an army,
3: army rising
1: up. up, Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Break every chain.
0: Break every chain. 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 Like
1: no, can hold you in Jesus name. There's an army, and it's rising up. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh. Hallelujah! Warriors, rising up to take on the devil. Yes! 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 Hallelujah! 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. hallelujah can you raise your hands and begin to praise him God everything is in you Jesus every praise is in your name every word of worship in one accord glory 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 to Lord God Almighty hallelujah hallelujah I hear the chains falling hallelujah I hear the chains falling the devil can't hold you when you say Jesus 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 let's reach
4: out to the lord tonight amen the lord is doing a work in the house where faith is mixed amen we love you jesus we love you lord thank you for your delivering power thank you for the spirit of refreshing and renewing i feel here tonight oh god you are the way you are the truth and you are the life oh god We we love you jesus we love you jesus we love you jesus we love you jesus Oh, yes, Lord, we love you, O God, we love you, dear Jesus. We love you, 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 we love you. you. Amen. The word of the Lord comes to me at this moment from Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. We can come unto God and our heart may be broken to a million pieces. We can feel like that we're humpty-dumpty and nobody could ever put us back together again. But I want to tell you, the Lord says, I can bind up your broken heart. He has sent me, hallelujah, to proclaim liberty to the captive and the opening of the prison to those that are bound. I feel sorry for those that are incarceration, but I want to tell you tonight, those that are truly bound are those that are walking free and are bound by the devil of hell tonight. They're bound by pride. They're bound by alcohol. They're bound by drugs. They're bound by fornication. They're bound by rebellion. They're bound by lying and cheating and stealing. I want to tell you there is a God tonight that has come to set the captive free. He said to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Today is the day that God says, I can wipe away those tears. I can do something about that heartache and that pain. He says to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes. We live in a world tonight that is holding their dreams in their hand because their dream has burnt up. All the promises of the world have faded away. All their heroes and their icons have disappointed them. They've said, I'm going to be a superstar. I'm going to be somebody famous. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be prosperous. And the only thing they see are the ashes of their dreams. The Lord says, I've got something beautiful to give you for those ashes. It is called righteousness. It is called peace. It is called joy in the kingdom of God, which is wrapped up in the Holy Ghost tonight. He says, I've got an all of joy. The morning can pass. The garment of praise can come. The heaviness can be lifted. And that you will be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. You are his creation. He wants to plant you so that you can bloom and that you can prosper. Amen. Let's just thank the Lord for his word tonight. Thank you, love for your word tonight, O oh God. Oh Lord, your hope, your strength, your power, your glory, your majesty. Blessed be your name, O oh God. Blessed be your holy name.
3: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, let the Holy Ghost reign on us tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
4: Amen. We're going to give into the Lord tonight. We want to worship God. Keep this spirit of praise and worship going. March with us. Amen. We want to greet everyone tonight. We're so glad that you are here.
1: Things, things. So great. for all you You've done. done so much for me. I am so blessed, and my soul has found rest. Soul has found rest. And I say to you, Jesus,
4: oh, I give you thanks. Hallelujah. You got a special to sing tonight, Brother Jonathan? Amen. Hey, hallelujah. You may be seated a moment. Amen. When Brother Jonathan gets singing here tonight, you're probably going to want to hop up. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to have testimony services here in a few moments. Amen. I'm going to ask my sweetheart to come up here in a little bit and lead the testimony service. Amen. Give everybody an opportunity to tell of God's goodness and mercy and his blessings. Amen. And if you just want to give the devil a black eye tonight, just open the book and read one of God's promises. Amen. Because every time he hears a promise... Amen. the devil knows that's one that he's not going to get. Amen. because the promises of God are to those that obey him. And the devil hasn't been in the obeying business in a long, long time. Hallelujah. Thank God. Let's amen. Praise the Lord as Brother Jonathan sings tonight.
5: Praise the Lord, if you'll allow me. Just a moment. I want to elaborate. We're going about to sing about a train. You've heard this song before, most of you. I've heard this song before, but I want you to understand something. You cannot get on board a train without a ticket. And you have... A ticket that God has given you. That's Acts 2.38. If you haven't read it, if you have a Bible, open up. Acts 2.38. says, Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. First of all, it's repentance. You know what that is? That's an inward change of mind and an outward change of direction. What that means is that, God, I'm not going to do it again. And furthermore, you're not just saying it, not just desiring it in your heart, but actually doing it being baptized in Jesus name the only saving name of Jesus this we'll be singing about this train is a Jesus train everybody riding you've got to be the same if you're not a Jesus name born believer you ain't going to go to heaven and then thirdly receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost this train is going to be a holy train amen ain't
1: no train like a Holy Ghost train Hey, go train like a holy ghost yeah. well, well, train Well, this, this train is bound for glory This train This train is bound for glory This train This train is bound for glory Everybody ride, you gotta be holy This train This train well, oh, this, train. this train is a clean train. This train is a clean train. This train is a clean train. This train. Oh, this train is a clean train. Everybody riding in Jesus' name. This train is a clean train. This train. Come on, this train. This train is clean. Everybody riding, they're dressing holy. Ain't no many skirts in this tray Because this train is a clean train. This train. This train, lies, this train. This train don't with no lies. This train. This train don't care no lies. This train. Oh, this train don't carry no liars, no hypocrites, and no backsliders. Cause this train is a clean train. This train. This train don't carry no pestis, this train. Oh, this train don't carry no pestis, this train. Oh, this train don't carry no pest oh, no, oh, no, no many skirts, and no bisexuals, this train. Is a clean train. This train. This train is a clean train. This train. That's right. This train is a clean train. This train. Yes. This train is a clean train. Everybody riding in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. How many are glad we're riding in a Jesus' name train? Hallelujah. Every ticket says Jesus right across the top. Can't wait until I arrive at the station and get to see heaven, all of the angels arrayed in glory, and my Jesus sitting up on the throne. Woo! Get on board, get on board, get on board, this train ain't waiting. I hear the master calling, he's saying, get on board. Yes, this train This train is bound for glory This train This train is bound for glory This train Oh, this train is bound for glory Everybody ride and you gotta be holy How many glad it's a holy train? Yes, this train is a Holy Ghost train Everybody on this train is speaking in tongues This train's a non-smoking train Unless you're on fire with the Holy Ghost Because this train is a clean train This Let's name this train i said this train is jesus name this train yes this train is jesus name everybody riding you gotta be the same because this train is a jesus name this train train don't carry no division this train this train don't carry no division this train I said, this train don't carry no division. In every car, no television. Cause this train is a clean train. This train. Woo! We don't have no gods of Hollywood in our train. Yes, this train. This train don't carry no loafers. This train. Oh, This train don't carry no loafers No cigarettes and no pop smokers Because this train is non-smoking Yes, this train There ain't no train Like a Holy Ghost train this train is bound for glory This train Oh, this train. train is bound for glory. This train. How many is glad about heaven? Glory, this train. Oh, this train is bound for glory. Everybody riding in Jesus' name. Is yes, this train? Yes, this train. Hallelujah. Can you clap your hands unto the Lord? We're riding on a train to Jesus. This train is bound for
4: glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for Hallelujah. the Holy Ghost train. Hallelujah. Oh, we got our hearts set on heaven tonight. There's nowhere Thank else we want to go. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We're heaven bound. Amen. You may be seated, Brother Lee, if you could come tonight. Amen. Our schedules for May 2015. Hallelujah. Amen. Happy anniversary to Tommy and Michelle Overby tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Today is their wedding anniversary. Hallelujah. Looking forward to our eleven o'clock prayer meeting on Monday. Search for truth Bible study six o'clock on Tuesday night. Having a great time on our Tuesday night Bible studies hallelujah wednesday night we'll be having our old-fashioned prayer and bible studies here at the church and i have a great time studying in the book of luke be moving to luke chapter 12 this week looking forward to that next sunday is mother's day amen hallelujah so we're making a big push to have all of our mothers here uh Sunday morning we'll have a special presentation for the mothers and then Sunday night will be our uh, Mother's Day message that we'll be proclaiming for our mothers and birthday Sunday is Sunday night so both of those services are very very important Um, and so if you have any mothers in your world if not just go adopt one just go find somebody say hey will you be my mother this week it's Mother's Day Amen. Come to church with me. Amen. I'll buy you I'll buy you roses. Hallelujah. Amen. If you don't got the money to buy them roses, just let me know. Amen. If you'll bring a mother with you, Amen, I'll give you the money to buy them roses. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, they may be the paper roses, but we'll get them roses. Oh. Hallelujah. It's Mother's Day. We want to have get all of our mothers here. Uh, it's a great, great, great time to be in church with family. Uh, I remember One Mother's Day was in service And there was four generations uh, That were represented there Amen, the great-grandmother The grandmother, the mother And the mother-to-be Four generations, hallelujah So uh, Maybe we'll be that blessed Again this year, hallelujah We were blessed that One year, amen With Four generations So looking forward to that Then, uh, as we told you when we had prayer, Friday, the 29th of May, Saturday, the 30th of May, and the 31st of May is going to be a revival services. Amen. So we'll be having church three nights in a row. Of course, Sunday will be our normal Sunday school also, but we'll be having some good, good church, looking out, reaching out to the unchurched and to those that need inspiration in their life so we're looking forward to that also uh you meet somebody that want to hear some good preaching some good teaching uh, have them go to ptschurch.com and go to our uh section there for the online preaching got some good preaching from the word of god there for hearts and souls well we're ready for some testimonies tonight The book of Revelation say, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. We're overcomers around here tonight. We've got a testimony. God has done something good. God has done something great. God has done something wonderful for all of us, and we want the world to know it. Man, I'm still thankful that God speaks to our hearts. Amen. God spoke to me this week. Amen. God dealt with me this week. Amen. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I'm a child of God, and I can still... Hear the voice of the Almighty God. That's my testimony tonight. Sister Linda Akers, come. Amen.
2: I miss Sister Michelle and Sister Sarah coming and being a part in the testimony service, but it's always still an honor to be able to stand up and say something good about the Lord. And uh, don't ever have a problem to do that. I, I, In fact, that's my favorite pastime is getting to talk to somebody about God. And uh, we had garage sale this last week and up and more, And and I kind of was a little bit discouraged and was thinking to myself, oh, Lord, why in the world do you want me up here? You know, I would rather be at home with my kids. And this was Friday, and by Friday afternoon, I knew why. And uh, we had a young girl that uh, had just recently got the Holy Ghost and was a, a devout belief in what she used to believe and was scared to death of the holy ghost and they were having an evangelist come through their church and she goes i'm not going to go i don't want to hear no evangelist she goes they're loud they're they're real exciting and i i don't, I don't want to go and so she hadn't had the holy ghost at this time and so um, some of them says no you got to come you got to come this is it's good to hear somebody different you need to come and shes giving me her testimony and she said i thought oh okay i'll come tonight but i'm not coming any other time I will come tonight It was a Sunday night And uh, she said Because they're all loud and excited And she said I, I don't think all that's necessary Beautiful young girl And uh, mother of three children And she's, she's telling me She said But I went that Sunday night And she goes And he got up And did exactly what I thought He was going to do Got up there Was loud And stepping on the altar And jumping up and down And I'm thinking Uh uh-uh, uh 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 This is the reason I didn't want to come and she goes and all of a sudden just about the time she heard that you know said that in her mind then she started feeling something she never felt before she goes i felt like somebody's pushing me toward the front pushing me toward the front and i just kept resisting i ain't going i ain't going i ain't going you know and she said as soon as he got done preaching she goes he goes i want first off anybody that wants the holy ghost i want you to come up here to the altar she goes i was up there. Like whoa, you know. She goes, "This is not me." She goes, "I'm just..." and, and I knew she was telling the truth because she's a very quiet, very meek little Spanish girl. And I just, she's darling. But she said, "I went up there, and she goes, I lifted up my hands, and she goes, just that quick, I started speaking in a different language." Because I'm thinking, "Is this what it is? Is this what it's all about?" And so I was so excited. I said, "It is the Holy Ghost." So anyway, uh, so she's she's telling me about her testimony about the Holy Ghost. And I said, you know what? The Holy Ghost is so wonderful. I said, but what I want to tell you is don't let it stop there. I said, I don't know if you spoke in tongues since then. I said, now, I'm the kind of person, some people can speak in tongues easy. You know, you get in and pray every day, and they need that every day. Even Paul says, I pray that I speak in tongues more than you all. I said, but I work at it. I don't get it all the time. I don't get every time I turn around. I don't get to speak in tongues like that. I'm the kind of person, I have to really feel it. But I do know one thing for sure, that I want to tell you today. And if you ever see this face again, and the Lord just started speaking through me, and I was so thankful. I said, there is so much power in the name of Jesus. I asked Michaela to start singing that song about breaking every chain. Because I don't know nothing about this girl's life. I don't know her past. I don't know her future. I don't even know much of her present the Lord started speaking through me and I started telling about the power, the power of the name of Jesus. It will help a marriage. It will heal your children. It will help your finances. And I just kept going. And the more I talked about the power of the name of Jesus, the bigger her eyes came. She didn't say one word. She just eyes kept getting bigger and bigger. I said, but you know what? Not only did you get the Holy Ghost, but you were baptized in the name of Jesus. I said, you know, when you got married, your wonderful husband, he's not a believer quite yet. He's going to church, but he hasn't got the Holy Ghost. I said, you took on that precious name. You were so excited to have that last name. And because you loved him, it was an honor. It was an honor to take on that name. I said, when you were buried in the name of Jesus, I said, you don't realize the power. The power of the name of Jesus when you take it on because his blood is the remissions of our sins. There is something unexplainable. I said, you can't describe it. People will sit there and knock you for the Holy Ghost or being baptized in Jesus' name, but they can't knock your experience. And so she goes, wow, she goes, I didn't know there was that much power in the name of Jesus. My heart sunk to my feet because I just, I couldn't tell him enough how much power is in the name of Jesus. I said, you know what? They can heal the sick in the name of Jesus. You could do miracles and pray in the name of Jesus, but they can't be baptized in the name of Jesus. I said, why it don't make no sense. And she's talking about her husband still struggling about being baptized in the name of Jesus. And I was excited because however God spoke through me, and I was telling her my testimonies about the power of the name of Jesus. It was refreshing all over again because I want to tell that again one more time tonight, that I have saw the power of the name of Jesus do so much miracles in my life. And one of the biggest things that started in my life with the, with the power of the name of Jesus that really affected my life so seriously is when I was pregnant with Elizabeth, my child. Seven years we were married. And it was my first child. I didn't get married till I was 25. So I'm getting up there in years. And when I went and had that ultrasound and I knew my baby wasn't gonna be normal. Oh that oh yes, the world bored aboard aboard aboard. Pressure, pressure aboard aboard, aboard. That wasn't even an option in my mind. But I kept thinking, me, Lord? Me, my first child after all these years and my age, you're gonna take my child? I don't get it. I don't understand. And I began to tell this girl in my testimony. I said, it was so heavy. It was so hurtful because, you know, I started feeling that life. And, boy, was she active. She kicked. She was a hyperactive child. I mean, she was totally awesome. I'm so thankful. I had that memory of her being with me in my belly and all those movements. Because many and many a nights I couldn't sleep because she's sitting out there punching and kicking. And that life was real. All I could think of is, are you going to take her, Lord? Are you going to take her? you know what the Lord told me? He told me, remember Abraham and Isaac? She couldn't have no children. And you know what? I had to say, is he gonna stand in the way of me? So he took the most precious thing that I had had in my life to see if I was still gonna love him. So he told me, you're gonna have to do just like Abraham did. You have to climb this mountain these nine months And you're going to have to say, okay, Lord, I give her to you. You gave her to me. I get her for nine months. I'm giving her right back to you. That was one of the hardest things I could do because I wanted a live baby. I wanted a baby that I was looking so far to. I wanted it so bad. But when I came to that point, really came to that point, I said, okay, Lord, she's yours. I'll give her to you. And the Lord showed me I'm taking her. And at the time, I did not understand. I didn't understand. I still don't have all the answers. So, when she was born, when they cut that biblical cord, that was it. It was over for little Elizabeth. But you know what? The peace that no man can describe was there because she was Jesus. She was Jesus's. He's taken her back. I've got something to look forward to. There is so much more joy to even look forward to. Besides heaven, I have a wonderful daughter that's going to be there. Now I realize that she paved the way for my wonderful son, Jonathan, the preaching, my beautiful daughter, Michaela, playing the piano, the part of our revival. (laughs) It was a price I had to pay. It was so worth it. So worth it. Why? Why? Because you know what? There's power in the name of Jesus. And then when I find out and I think about him dying on the cross, for me, little old me, giving up a daughter, he gave up his life for me. That now i got to tell you, I'm going to walk on streets of gold, walls of jasper, gates of pearls. No money can never show that to me. No money. There's no money in this world that can show that to me. And there's, nobody, there's nobody in this world that I know that can can ever say, I'm going to walk on streets of gold. You can walk out my door and walk on streets of gold. It's not there. Gold is that precious. But I get to walk on streets of gold, have walls of jasper, gates of pearls. That's just to say, I got things that money can't buy. I get to go where that precious name means more to me than anything in this world. And she's, like you guys are, oh. I said, but you know what, that was my flesh," I said. Now let me tell you real quickly about what happened with finances. I was going to go help my family. My heart was heavy because my brothers, after 25 years on the job, they didn't have no job. It was, they were facing hard times. My dad and mom needed medicine. My dad died that year. They didn't have the medicine for even to get their medicines, and I was going empty-handed. And I didn't say a word to nobody. I'm telling her the story. I said. I didn't say nothing to my husband or nothing, nobody at all. But in my heart, I was crying, thinking, Lord, I'm going empty-handed, my family needs a blessing. We have always called on your precious name, and you've always been there. And I got up, and we left at 5, 5.30 that morning, whatever time it was to go. It was a nine-hour drive, stopped in Tulsa. And you know what? All I did was what my dad taught me all my life, in the name of Jesus name of Jesus. Don't you walk out that door and not say name of Jesus. Bye dad. I'll talk to you later. Uh-oh-oh. Uh-oh-oh. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. No conversation was ever ended without the name of Jesus. Nobody walked out of his presence without saying the name of Jesus. And I've had people say, well, don't you think that's a little bit of mockery saying the name of Jesus for just anything? I said, no, my dad believed it. I had many miracles in my life because of the power of the name of Jesus. Because I didn't just believe it was, quote, unquote, a name that had magical powers. I believed what was behind that name. I believed the man that died on the cross. I believed the man that shed his blood for me. I believe it because he lives inside of me. So that's why I have the power of the name of Jesus. And so I began to tell her, I said, now walk into that QT and look down on that floor, that nasty old floor, which is usually always clean. Somebody had gotten sick between Christmas and New Year's gambling at the casino right down the street because they left me a blessing of $900. Wow. I thought, wow, Lord, $900? I mean, I've never had that kind of, anything like that happen. But I told her, I said, it didn't stop there, young lady. I said, I blessed. I came home to get the $200 out of my, that I put back for God for my little church. I said, we're not a big church like you are. I said, our church is small. I said, so I took out $200, and I started looking behind it, thinking, well, where did all these ones come from? And then I looked behind it all again, $900 back in my wallet. And my family is my witness. I said, that's what the power of the name of Jesus does. And I, I, I sit there for an hour and a half talking to that young girl about the power of the name of Jesus. I said, it happens today. See this cancer? I mean, I couldn't stop talking to her about the power of the name of Jesus. And I had to say, I don't know what's going to happen in her life. But I know breaking every chains, the power of the name of Jesus, those chains were broken. Whatever she's facing in her life tonight, those are broken because of the power of the name of Jesus. I mentioned it to Angie today. I'm telling you, pray before every time you get ready to do all your finals. Take five minutes out before you take those tests. That's all. Doesn't he deserve five minutes? I mean, doesn't he deserve any? Yes, more. You're right, Andrew, more. But what I want to say is that a lot of us can't probably just give him three minutes of a day. And then it's usually, thank you, Jesus, for my food. Or, you know, now let me down to sleep. <laughs> I mean, just a little prayer and go to bed. But I'm telling you, if you can learn to communicate to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and really get a personal relationship with Him, that's your answer to Anything. I challenge you anything in your life. Oh, I love my husband and I love my children and I surely love my church family. But I'm telling you guys, my loving that great when it compares to God. Because He is awesome. The power of the name of Jesus is awesome because He lives here. That's what the Holy Ghost is. It's a like, ooh, you know. I told her I said, I met your husband said, you know, how does that ghost feel inside of you? And she started laughing and chuckling a little bit. I said, You couldn't you couldn't explain it to him, could you? Couldn't. i said no you can't you can't really explain an experience but you know why i said you can challenge your husband you know what you've seen the changes in me and you really want to know it you really want to feel it then you start doing it in the name of jesus you start going down i'm going to get the holy ghost in the name of jesus i'm going to do this in the name of jesus because he's seeing the change in her he's the pilot i don't know what else he does i mean he's he's got i mean got lots of talents and she's a really meek and quiet lady But it reminded me this week, I thought if nothing else I had to go up to more for that grad So it was because I got to proclaim the power of the name of Jesus. I don't know about you guys. I'm hoping I can just get those wheels turning about what God has done for you and the power of the name of Jesus here recently. I know Diane's got a testimony. I know there's things that people can say that God has done things for them. But I'm telling you, it's real. Now, it's your choice. If you want to walk out of this church tonight and just go on your merry way and every cares of life throughout the day. And lose your blessing. Because that's what you'll do. Or you can say, I'm going purpose in my heart when I leave this church house. Or whoever's listening on the internet. I don't know. He's got it on the internet. I don't care who's listening. But I challenge anybody. If they will change their time tonight and say, you know what? I'm going to do all in the name of Jesus. I'm taking out time. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get a closer communication. I'm going to have a closer relationship. I'm going to fall in love jesus and i'm telling you it's joy unspeakable and full of glory that's my testimony tonight too long but i want to tell you that hopefully got your mind going about god has done for you how you got the holy ghost or what god has done for you in the power of the name of jesus or being baptized in the name of jesus so there's no reason why nobody can at least stand up and say they love jesus tonight okay jonathan go ahead
4: Thank you, Sister Linda. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for sharing with us tonight what the Lord has been doing in your life. Amen. I know tonight I have a word from the Lord, so if you'll open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 30, Proverbs 30 and verse number 24. I'm going to preach tonight on a subject that I have entitled I May Be Small, But I Can Be Wise. I may be small, but I can be wise. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse number 24 through 28. There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. There be four things which are little upon the earth. Proverbs 30 and 24 but they are exceedingly wise proverbs 30 verse number 25 the ants are a people not strong yet they prepare their meat in the summer verse 26 the conies are but a feeble folk yet make their houses in the rocks verse 27 the locusts have no king. Yet they go forth, all of them, by bands. Verse 28, the spider taketh hold with her hands, and is in the king's palaces. Let's lay our Bibles down tonight and reach out to the Lord. Ask God to anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to receive his word. Dear God, you see each and every one of us tonight, O God. We want to hear the voice of the Lord tonight. God, we ask you, O oh God, that you would speak into our world. You would speak into our hearts, O oh God. Some way and somehow, God, anoint the ears to hear. Allow us, O oh God, to be receptive to your word, receptive to what you have to say. You're the mighty God. We praise and magnify your name. Blessed be your holy name, dear Jesus. Amen, amen. You may be seated tonight. Book of Proverbs is accepted as being written by King Solomon, but most, we all hopefully realize tonight that God came to Solomon and asked him what one thing that he would desire of God. Many of us, I'm sure, if we had the opportunity or the moment where God told us he would give us anything that we asked for. We would probably struggle with our carnality and ask for the things of this world, but Solomon looked and asked God that God would give him wisdom, because he wanted to be a great leader of God's people. So, here in the book of Proverbs, Solomon found something that all of us could examine and all of us could look at, and that we could glean and reap some wisdom from these things. I look tonight, and you think about smart people, and during our time period when I was growing up, most of the people looked at Albert Einstein and decided that he may have been the smartest man that ever lived. Many things have transpired since then. The computer came into the world, and all of our electronic things have happened. And I heard one man that concluded that the wisest person that ever lived was the man that invented air conditioning. And uh, about July the 31st of this year, there's going to be some in this room that would agree with him. But I found something interesting that Albert Einstein said. One time a group of people came to him and asked him to explain unto them the theory of relativity in layman's terms. Give us a simple explanation about this complex theory that you have finally come up with. And The answer that he gave them was not one that you would probably consider being an answer to that this is a scientific problem and he gave them a real down-to-earth explanation he says a man with a lovely lady a man with a lovely lady yeah that's almost a man with a ukulele huh well if you got a lovely lady and you know how to play the ukulele you're going to be in good shape but a man with a lovely lady thinks one hour seems like five minutes. But a man on a hot stove thinks that five minutes is an hour. Depending upon the circumstance we find ourselves in in life, our perspective is greatly altered by that circumstance and that experience. When we find ourselves in a place and a time when somebody looks at us and tells us we can't have no sugar, then suddenly we decide that life should revolve around sugar. Everything should have sugar in it. Let me put sugar on my beefsteak and let me put sugar in my potatoes, and let me put sugar in my brown sugar, and let me put sugar in my sweet potato, and let me put sugar in my sweet tea. Our circumstances sometimes brings us to a conclusion that is around us. And I know that there are times in our life that just... Small segments of time can bring certain motions and a feelings into our life. And I have scratched my head this week, um, and I think about, uh, I went through this time period, and I, I sent text messages to uh, three different people and received nothing but silence in reply. I still haven't got a reply to their text message that I sent them this week. And so there I was in this particular small portion of time that I had the feeling the world doesn't hear my voice. I am lost in the ether out there somewhere. But you know if you go back and you and you look at big picture, you look at the conclusion of the matter. I've got dozens of text messages back from people this week. But in that moment, in that particular time period that I was reaching out to somebody to try to bring light into their world, and the only thing that I got back was darkness. My perspective wasn't where it needed to be. So there are times in our life that we must look into something that is eternal. We must look into something that knows what the beginning was and knows what the end is going to be. Because in your moment, in your segment of time, there's a lot of factors that you are not bringing into the equation. There's a lot of data that you don't have you're drawing a conclusion on very faulty information. But when I can look into something that is full of wisdom, and I can begin to look at the beginning, and I can begin to look at the end, then I can find some wisdom. Then I can begin to find what is the conclusion of the matter. Where am I going to be when I get where I'm going? And I travel in my job during the week and there's times that I scratch my head and I think, where are these people? They have no idea where they're going to be when they get where they're going. They're just going. And I tell you what's worse than that, and that's getting out on the freeway on a Friday night. There are hundreds of nuts that have been cooped up in their job all week long and they get in their car and they suddenly think that they've just got to get somewhere in the next 30 seconds we look at a world that and our scientific community even in their arrogance they've learned to say and as we know now here is the scientific answer to the problem you know our world looks at something carbon dating try to establish how old the world is they have carbon dated live animals and told us they're millions of years old there is a problem with their whole premise though Because when God created the heavens and the earth, He created mature trees. He created mature animals. And so they have nothing to judge something that was born full grown. So the wisdom of our world around us, though, is failing us on every hand. I looked on this week with the calamities that happened in Boston with sorrow in my heart of all the tragedies that are happening in this historic city of America, a place that rung of freedom and liberty and the Liberty Bell. There within, though, mankind does not have the answers with man's wisdoms, Man's solutions will never work. Man trying to create a level playing field where everybody is equal and that will never work. Because there are going to be those that are small. And what is worse is there's going to be those that are stupid. I may be small, but I don't have to be stupid. I may not matter to very many people. I may not have a very big wake in my little bitty rowboat, but that which I can obtain is wisdom from God. The book of 1 Corinthians 3 and 18 says, let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. Yeah, God all the way back there 2,000 years ago was anointing the prophets to let him know that our world today is going to look down upon the Bible thumpers, as they call us, and say, You are a fool. You're looking on a mental crutch. But true wisdom is him that realizes that all wisdom comes from God. Verse 19, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. All the world and what they think they're doing and what they think they've achieved and what they think is going on, God is laughing at their foolishness. God is laughing at what they think is going on. You know, our world is so arrogant that they think that mankind has the ability to destroy the earth. I got newsflash for them. I don't care how much greenhouse gas is going up in the atmosphere. This old world ain't going to burn up till God says it's going to burn up. Right, right, yes, sir. I can't give this world enough global warming to destroy it. I am not able to affect God's creation outside of the parameters that He has given me. God is the one that has the ability but he said, For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. So if we're looking for the wisdom of God, 1 Corinthians 1 and 21, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. Our world is worshiping at the altar of science, saying that. Education is the fix-all for everything. Our most educated parts of the world are where the huge populations are. Got more access to education than anyone else. Seems like to me it's the big cities where they're tearing down their neighborhoods and breaking into the local Walgreens and stealing toilet paper. Kind of amazed me. Here they are riding in Boston carrying things out of Walgreens. And what are they carrying out of Walgreens? Toilet paper. It gets better than that. Here there was a young lady at one of the universities had a school project to go around and ask a couple of real simple questions. And she interviewed them on live video. And here it was. She found six or seven kids. I don't know. I would imagine there were probably more. But anyway, these six or seven were dillies. And she went up to the kid and she asked this young kid, these, well they're college kids she'd ask them what their majors were it's amazing most of the kids she asked this question and didn't know the answer were psychology majors but anyway <laughs> she asked them she said could you tell me who the vice president of the United States were they didn't have a clue they didn't know then she'd turn around and she'd ask them can you tell me who won the Civil War And they gave answers like, uh, which Civil War? How many have we had in America? You know, I haven't slept that much. And there was a couple of them that replied, well, the South won or the Confederates won. They were dead serious. But you know what? Every one of those people that didn't know those things, when she asked them who Brad Pitt was married to, every one of them knew the answer. Why? They were being influenced by this world's propaganda machine. They were worshiping at the idols of this world. But Jesus said, through the anointing of the Holy Ghost, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believed. There's a lot of people that have heard the message that are not saved tonight. I want to tell you something. When you hear the anointing preaching of the Word of God, the only way it's going to save you is for you to believe it. Amen. Because God will honor your faith. Believers become receivers. When we hear the Word of God, and God's Word gets down into our heart, and we plant it there, and we begin to act on it, we're going to receive the blessings of it. But no, we... Are impressed by big things. When somebody teaches us something, we want to hear something sensational. We want to hear something great. We want to hear something wonderful. We want to hear about elephants. We want to hear about tigers. We want to hear about lions. You mean you're going to give me a lesson on wisdom? And you're going to go to nature? And that lesson is going to start with ants? Man, just bust our bubble. Pooh. Man, I, I really must be. Well, the world really does need to start at the bottom because they really are ignorant. You know, you can do something about being ignorant. But no. God says, I'm going to take the small things, I'm going to take the real simple things, and I'm going to begin to teach you from those things. I found a little piece that was a project for a first grade class. This first grade teacher wrote down some well-known proverbs in our world, in our society, and wrote down the beginning of these Proverbs and asked her first graders then to complete the Proverbs with what they thought they should be and what they should say. And I found it interesting sometimes the fact that unpolluted thought can really give you an insight in some things. One proverb goes, As you shall make your bed... So shall you, and the kid wrote down, mess it up. That's not too bad of thinking. Because you make your bed, and the next thing you do, you go mess it up. The next one was, it's better to be safe than, and the kid wrote, punch a fifth grader. Another proverb was, strike while the, the iron is hot is the old saying, but this one wrote, strike while the bug is close. (laughs) Must have been a country kid. Another one saying, it's always darkest before. The kid wrote daylight savings time. <laughs> Another proverb is never underestimate the power of. I've heard the pen. This kid wrote termites. <laughs> They're small. But you leave them alone long enough, and they'll destroy the greatest structures. Here's one for us good old country folks. You can lead a horse to water, and the kid wrote, but how? (laughs) To a first grader, that's a big problem. How in the world are you going to lead that horse to water? Another saying is, don't bite the hand that... But in their mind, the answer was, don't bite the hand that looks dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Then here's one you'll hear, no news is good news. Well, this kid figured something out early in life no news is impossible (laughs) somebody's gonna tell you how it is a miss as as good as a i've heard it said a miss as good as a mile but this kid replied, a miss is as good as a mister. You can't teach an old dog new. You can't teach an old dog new math. There's an old saying that says, if you lie down with the dogs, you'll... This kid says if you lie down with the dogs you'll stink in the morning. <laughs> There's an old saying that says love all but trust Love all, he said, but trust me. <laughs> the pen is mightier than the, the pen is mightier than the pig. Oh my, there's some good ones there. But we see Solomon begins to talk about the ants. The ants have all the odds against them, they start at a very great disadvantage. They don't have much going for them. You just think about it who's afraid of the little ants? Now, when we got the fire ants from Texas, we learned a new respect for ants, but uh, I don't think Solomon was dealing with the fire ants. He was dealing with the little sugar picnic ants we have around here. But they are not strong, the ants are not. They are a people that must go out against all the odds and look for their survival. Never does someone drop by an ant den and drop a cube of sugar down into it. If an ant is going to go after something sweet, something to eat, they've got to leave their home and to go search for it. And if we are going to be strong tonight... There's some things that we're going to have to do in order to have strength. There are five P's that someone wrote down and called them the five P's of success. Prior preparation prevents poor performance. Prior preparation prevents poor performance. Success is achieved when we realize we must start out and we must begin to prepare for the battle that is to come. We must begin to prepare for the weapons that we are going to take for, to war with us. And I want you to know tonight success will be achieved by the things that are proven. If we're going to be victorious, we're going to have to find the plan that God put in here for that battle. How is it that we defeat that enemy? How is it that we have victory in this situation? How is it that we keep ourselves spotless from the world? How is it that we overcome the battle that rages within that mind? How is it that we find victory in this day and this hour? They will be proven things that have victory. When King David was on the run for his life, he knew that Saul was going to try to kill him. And he found himself there at the house of the Lord, and he said, Do you have any weapons here? And the man answered and said, I have nothing but the sword of Goliath. And David said, Hey, I will take the sword of Goliath. It is something that is proven. Ants are not strong. We don't have to be a spiritual giant. We don't have to have every answer. We don't have to be bigger than our problems. We don't have to have everything going our way. All we have to do is say, God, I am going to take your words. I am going to find your wisdom. I am going to start now preparing for the battles that are ahead. Just as the ants start in the summer to put away food for the enemy, we've got to start now for the battles that we're going to face next year, next month. We've got to start reaching out. Let me tell you something. There's people in this house today that we're going to have loved ones that are on the brink of eternity. They are facing life and death situations. They are making decisions whether they're going to live for God or whether they're going to go down the path of this world it's time now that we get serious about it and determine that we're going to get our face in the book. We're going to get our knees at the altar. And we're going to get our bodies in the house of God seeking after Him. Yes, yes, yes. On, the time has come that we are going to praise God. We're going to pray. We're going to study. We're going to live according to the book. Come on, come on. Yes, sir. The greatest battles that we fight when the devil comes against us to take from us the things that equip us for victory. He's a patient enemy. He will take you today if he can just take away your victory tomorrow. If he can whittle away at your praise, whittle away at your faith, whittle away at your belief. You see, Moses... We taught about him this morning. He had to make a decision. Hebrews 11 and 24 tells us, By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Moses was interested on where he was going to be when he got where he was going. He wanted to know what the end results was going to be. How is this going to compute in the long picture? When I look at the beginning and when I look at the end, what is it going to be? As we look and we see... There are battles that we must fight. There are things that come our way. There's different attitudes that we can have in our life. When you think about a sheep and you think about a pig, you can clean that sheep up and you can clean that pig up. The first thing that pig is going to do is going to head for the mud puddle and begin to waller in it. That sheep may walk by a mud puddle and he may trip and he may fall down. But he's coming out of that mud. He's coming out of that muck. He's coming out of that mire. He's not going to waddle in it. He's not going to get down in there and be consumed by the mud. Our nature is what God wants to change about us. Our attitude, where we're at. You can take genuine Oklahoma polecat, skunk, whatever you want to call it. You can put a ribbon around its neck. And you can pet it and say, kitty, kitty, kitty. You can put some perfume on it. But I want you to know something. That skunk's true nature is going to come out. That skunk is finally going to decide that something didn't agree with him. Something's going to hurt his feelings and he's going to stink up the whole place. May God give us the nature, amen, that would be a nature of love and kindness, not a nature that we want to stink up the whole place, but a nature that we want to bring blessings and goodness and mercy all the days of our life. We want to bring praise. We want to bring glory. We want to bring help into those that are around us. Our nature within us, we've got to look at it and say, God, take away that old carnality and give me a spiritual, holy, clean nature. The number two animal he's talking about is the coney. If we look at the coney today, we would probably compare it to the little jackrabbit in America. Again, we're looking at here an animal that is small but is so much larger than an ant. They are a feeble animal. They're cute. They're cuddly. Nobody's really afraid of a rabbit. There's people that'll make fun of rabbits and try to make them scary some way, but it just don't work. The rabbit. But when you begin to think about the enemy of the rabbit who is after the rabbit the doggies after the rabbit the hawks are after the rabbit you just go down the line the coyotes are after the rabbit about everybody's after the rabbit From what I understand the rabbit makes pretty good meat when you roast it over the spit But you see, there's something that the Lord gave unto the rabbit. He said, I have put something within their nature. I have given them an ability to find the house in the rocks. You see, a house in the rocks is something that's solid. Nobody's breaking in, nobody is able to penetrate the house in the rocks. The tenant is weak. But the habitation is strong. I want to tell you something. The Lord has given you a place of safety. He has given you a city of refuge. He's given you the house of God. You may come through the door weak, but once you get in here, there is safety in the house of God. The demons are going to have to flee. The praise and the worship is going to come. The depression has got to go. Amen. The doubt has got to go. The enemy has no hold because the habitation is strong. It is the place that God has given unto the saints. Oh, just let me get into the house of God why in the world would I want to run hither and thither why would I want to go there why would I want to go everywhere but the house of God why would I miss the opportunity to go to the place of strength the place of safety the only place that God has promised that my spirit will be there and I will meet with my people the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble He shall hide me in His pavilion. In the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Tonight, if we can fall in love with the house of God, if we can fall in love with the place that God has brought as the city of refuge, oh, that if I can just realize how valuable these altars are, there's nothing, there's nothing more valuable than an altar in the house of God, a place where I can go and meet with my Creator, a place where I can go and bring my petition, a place where I can come and hear and seek after God place where I know God is at and he will hear my prayer my uncle Woody looked at my dad one time and told him oh Al you can live for God down there in that holler he was one of the Missouri mule men My dad looked at Uncle Woody and said, how many people's doing it? How many people's doing it? There's a lot of people that want to sing that me and my Jesus got my own thing going. I hope you got something going with Jesus, but let me tell you something. Jesus said, I'm coming back after the church. He didn't say he's coming back after a bunch of people that had their own thing going. Amen. After the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, I love Acts 2.38. Yes, Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. But you know what? There's some more in Acts chapter 2. And they continued daily in the apostles' doctrine, in the apostles' fellowship. Amen. There was something about it. After they got the Holy Ghost, they wanted to be in the house of God. They wanted to be around good people. Amen. I want to tell you something. Oh, my. There's some people out in the world out there that I have to work with and I have to associate with. But, oh, just let me get back to the house of God where I can have some... Holy Ghost flowing over me. Where I can feel the cleansing power of God coming. Where I can go with somebody that will pray with me. Where I can go with somebody that will encourage me. Where I can go with somebody that will tell me the truth. I'll go and somebody will encourage me to do the right thing. And to go to the right places and be the right kind of person. Evil communications corrupt good manners. I don't care how you slice it and how you dice it. And what kind of excuse you want to make for it? Let me tell you something. We need our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, and we're not going to make it without them. That's right. Jesus put the church in this earth, and He knew that we needed the church to make it. The day and the time comes. It was a time even in Moses' life when he was so weak. He couldn't hold his arms up. And the children of Israel were being slaughtered and destroyed. And there was somebody that had to come and hold his arms up so that they could be victory in the land. Yes, they're small. And they are hunted. But they have a habitation that is strong. Strong we can learn to come into the house of God number three is the locust says they have no king our world today all around us everybody has to have their idol you say their idol last idol I saw was Buddha I don't see many idols oh yeah they call them heroes Sports stars, movie actors, business icons. They've got to have their idols. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. We read that earlier. The base things of this world, the things which are despised, is God chosen. Yea, things of which not, to bring to naught things which are. Verse number 29. That no flesh should glory in his presence. He said, take a look at the locusts. They don't have the idols. They don't have the king. They go about in bands. They go about in one mind, in one accord, and one purpose. Realizing they are working together for the kingdom of God. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. And when the day of Pentecost were fully come, they were all one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Acts chapter 2, verse number 2. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Verse 3. And they appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. Verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I read that scripture, and I have this conclusion and this mindset that God must not like some people because he didn't give them the Holy Ghost. No, that's not what I think at all. God is no respecter of persons. He filled 120 on the day of Pentecost with the Holy Ghost. Today, God is still filling believers that are in one mind and one accord with the Holy Ghost. There's something interesting about a locust. They tell me that a locust can't fly. The only thing that a locust can do is, well, it's got wings, but it can't fly. So the locust, though, has a great jump. It's a tremendous jumper. So the locust has learned that when the wind begins to blow, They jump up in the air and spread out their wings. And the wind begins to carry them across the distance. So how does that compute, Pastor? There's times we wonder, how's God going to bless me? How am I going to feel the presence of God? How am I going to be encouraged? How am I going to be strengthened? I feel like somebody that is grounded. I just can't get very high. I jump up and I come right back down. Well, you see, when you're in the house of God and everybody begins to praise and worship God, the wind of the Holy Ghost is blowing. And then when you jump, you catch the wind you begin to soar. And suddenly the carnality is way down there and the spirituality is all around because you've caught the wind of the Holy Ghost that's blowing through the place. The wind that has been generated here and there and the Holy Ghost power and the angels that are there, they've all come together and suddenly you are soaring in heavenly places even though you can't fly. You see, it's too late to catch the wind after the service is over it's a sad thing when a preacher goes home on a sunday night and about 11 12 o'clock somebody calls him up on the phone
3: preacher i just feel like the devil's about to get me i really need to pray
4: because you see they were too busy thinking about mcdonald's too busy thinking about their boyfriend too busy thinking about their girlfriend too busy thinking about something and when the wind was blowing they never jumped and so the devil knew right where they were when they walked out the door and he jumped on John 5, Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind and halt and withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepping in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. Amen. Talking with a good friend of mine today, and he talked how that his brother had been a priest for nineteen years where God finally got a hold of his heart. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? You know, that's about like coming up to somebody and saying, Would you like a million dollars? What kind of question is that? This man had been sick for 38 years, doing everything he knew to get better. Jesus was looking at his desire. Will thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. And when the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. He had experienced all those around him. receiving what they needed from God. And he just couldn't get into the pool. But at that time and at that point and at that place, when Jesus spoke into his world, all he had to say was, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. Immediately, God began to work The fourth and the last Small thing that Solomon refers to Is the spider Generally the speaking When you see a spider It's a spider of one God likes the number one One God One baptism One church But the spider is in a category all by itself. The spider is not an animal. The spider is not an insect. An insect has three body parts and six legs. spider cannot fit that classification. A spider has two body parts and eight legs. They call it an arachnid. It is unique. But there is nothing that is stopping the spider. Because, see, when you think about the king's palace, you're thinking about the most secured place in all the land. All the safety, all the security, all of the resources are put into keeping the king's palace safe. But they can't keep out the spider Matthew 16 and 18 Jesus said I say unto thee thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it it doesn't matter tonight what the devil thinks what the devil tries to do the church is triumphant the church is victorious victorious There's one intriguing thing about the spider that I want to bring to you in closing tonight. The spider, they tell me, spins nine different webs. And there happens to be nine spiritual gifts listed in 1 Corinthians and nine fruits of the Spirit listed in Galatians. So if I am going to learn of the wisdom of the spider, there are nine things that God says I want to speak into your world that you can reach out and obtain. It says, For one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gift of healings, by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another's diverse kinds of tongues, and to another... The interpretation of tongues. We can't have more of God. We can have the supernatural working in our life. So many are satisfied. So many are willing to accept the ordinary, the plain, the mundane, and the simple. When they could be living in the king's palace. We can be living in the presence of God. We can have the best gifts that God has to offer. The fruits of the Spirit. Who is it that would answer the question no when they ask if you want a million dollars? Who is it would would answer the question no if they were asked do you want love? Do you want joy? Do you want peace? Do you want long suffering? Do you want gentleness? Do you want faith? Do you want meekness? Do you want temperance? Those are the fruits of the Spirit. And they all attain when we're living in the King's palace. When we're living in the presence of God. Can you stand with me tonight? Tonight, the gift of the Holy Ghost is for all believers. Paul put it this way. He says, it is Christ in you, the hope of glory, the earnest of your inheritance. Why should I walk this journey of life alone? Why should I fight these battles and just come and have a visit every once in a while with God? When God has promised that I will come. And dwell with you. The Holy Ghost. Is the spirit of the almighty God. Tonight if you don't have the Holy Ghost. If you haven't received it the Bible way. See everybody in the Bible. When they receive the Holy Ghost. They begin to speak in other tongues. As the spirit gave them utterance. I want to tell you. You can have the Holy Ghost. The Bible way tonight. No matter what you need wisdom for tonight. The altar is a place that you can come and meet with God. You can come and bring your problems. You can come and bring your questions. You can come to reach out to Him. Church, can we begin to pray? God, we ask you to reach down tonight, O God. Give us, Lord, a touch from on high. God, we seek after you. God, we seek after a God that brings wisdom. Sometimes, oh God, like we know that in your house there is fullness of joy. Surrounds me on in their all house sides there is love and there's mercy.
6: Whoa. And my greatest fears will soon be realized. But I don't get discouraged and feel sorry for myself. I have found that worry is detrimental to my health. So I'll just smile and sing with joy down in my soul Cause I know he's in control I cannot tell the times or seasons he has planned But I know I'm in good hands His hands form the mountains in their purple majesty Carved out the rivers and poured out the seven seas He closed the lily and sees the sparrow when it falls I'm one of his children and he loves us most of all So I'll just smile and sing with joy down in my soul Cause I know he's in control I cannot tell the times or seasons he has planned, but I know I'm in good hands. He knows when I lay down, and he knows when I arise. He knows about tomorrow, and it will come as no surprise. He knows more about me than I know about myself. He knows when I'm in trouble. And he knows how to help So I'll just smile and sing With joy down in my soul Cause I know he's in control I cannot tell the times or seasons he has planned But I know I'm in good hands One stormy night In a boat Twelve preachers Paralyzed with fright Call on the Master Lord please say or We'll all perish In a watery grave It was smooth sailing When Jesus had his say Nobody can talk To trouble Like Jesus can Nobody can move That mountain With one command Speak to the storm, peace be still The dead are raised and the sick are healed Nobody can talk to trouble like Jesus can On the top of that old mountain where Moses died That devil was hollering and screaming, his body his mine But Michael didn't argue with the devil one bit Said the Lord rebuke you, the devil had a fit But when the Lord was blue talking, the devil had nothing to say Nobody can talk to trouble like Jesus can Nobody can move that mountain with one command Speak to the storm, peace be still The dead are raised and the sick are healed Nobody can talk to trouble like Jesus can Oh, no, nobody can talk to trouble like Jesus can Nobody can move that mountain with one command Be still. The dead are raised and the sick are healed. Nobody can talk to trouble like a Jesus can.
3: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. No, Let's reach out to the Lord. He's here tonight. Oh, he's not a God that's far off, but he's a God that is at hand. Oh, I give you the praise and the honor that is due unto your name. I exalt you, oh God. I lift you up, oh Lord. Your word did to receive praise. Your word did to be exalted. Oh, holy, holy, my Lord God Almighty. Blessed be your name, O. Lord. Blessed be Your name. Oh, thank You for the strength. Thank You for the hope. Thank You for, they for the peace moment. and the joy. Thank You for the so help tonight, O oh God. In the ever-present
6: light, I'm graven the angry deep, Master. With anguish of spirit And let's bind together for
3: a few minutes Then I find a brother or a sister, hallelujah Let's reach over and put our hand on his shoulder Hallelujah, let's bind together in the name of Jesus, hallelujah Oh, God, we're reaching out together, oh, Lord. God, strengthen my brother, strengthen my sister tonight, oh, God. Lord, you see the battles they're fighting. You see the enemy, Lord, that has come against the church, oh, God. And I pray,
6: when the torrents of sin and Oh, Lord, him, oh, Lord, encourage.
3: Jesus, O oh God, let us learn my of you, O oh God. Oh, God, open our eyes for my see. Oh, open the path before us that we might travel thereon, O God. Oh, we seek after you for strength. We seek after you for love and mercy. Stay your day, O oh God, a glorious day. Oh, I
6: praise you, I
3: praise you, I praise you, I praise you. I
6: praise you. The wind And the waves shall obey His will He can say peace be still He can say peace be still